This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 314th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. This week's news, aside from my getting over head cold, which you can probably hear, is that my diesel punk adventure novel Storming went off to the typesetter this week. I imagine it's kind of like watching your kid trot off to kindergarten, but actually I love this part of the process. It's always exciting to have the book come back looking all shiny in its new school uniform. When it does, then it will be time for the last round of proofreading. Right now, I get to focus on last-minute promo stuff, including the always crowd-pleasing big prize for the book launch. I'm pondering lots of really fun stuff this time around, including some sponsorships for some really awesome items. But I'd like to hear from you, too. Is there anything you particularly love winning in drawings? You can send your ideas to me by visiting helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com slash contact. The latest post in the video series on my blog is Worried Readers Won't Like Your Character. This trick equals insta-adoration. It talks about the secret sauce you can use when your worried readers won't like your character. All you have to do is add love. Really. To find the post, visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast entitled How to Win Nano Using Totally Doable Daily and Weekly Writing Goals. What's the one and only key to winning National Novel Writing Month? For that matter, what's the key to writing a novel to its finish and being a successful writer day in and day out for the rest of your life? If you cheated, as I know you did, by listening to the title, then you're probably already guessing writing goals. Well, you're wrong. Okay, only partly wrong, because the title isn't lying. We are going to talk about the importance of writing goals and how you can implement them into your daily and weekly writing schedules. But before we can talk about writing goals, we first have to talk about your math skills. If you're now groaning, then no, I feel your pain since high school algebra and I were pretty much mortal enemies. We're writers, man, we don't need no stinking math, except that we totally do. Why? Because successful goals are totally about numbers. Today we're going to find out what it takes to set successful writing goals that will carry you through nano and beyond, and I promise that if I can do the math, so can you. First, we have to ask, what's the point of writing goals in the first place? I'm talking about specific writing goals, the kind that challenge us, the kind that are sometimes a little uncomfortable, even downright hard. To answer that depends entirely on you, because here's a secret you don't always hear. Uber-specific goals aren't inherently valuable. Although I'm definitely a productivity-oriented person, my end-of-day gratitude prayers inevitably began, thank you for everything I was able to get done today, I'm surprisingly not prone to setting high goals. I never have been, since I know I'll work at more or less top speed toward the end of production regardless, I prefer to avoid the extra stress of placing myself under deadlines. For most of my writing life, I've chosen not to compromise the fun and the flow of my naturally steady production level in order to ramp up the output. In all truth, there isn't always going to be a good reason to put the clamps on the muse and rev her into the red zone. In our productivity-obsessed world, it's important to recognize that. 
However, there comes a time for all of us, and for many writers, that time is November, when we just plain need the good firm kick in the pants that a solid set of goals can provide. That's what NaNo is all about, encouraging the sort of steady and challenging writing output that allows us to move through our overall goals of finishing and writing books with consistency and efficiency. That sort of motivation is only provided by goals that are a little more specific than finish book someday. There are two different types of specific writing goals you can use separately or in conjunction to help you maximize your writing time and effort. They are, number one, time goals. This is the one I use when I can trust myself not to be a lollygagging, space-gazing daydreamer. As I hinted above, productivity-specific goals can sometimes end up compromising both the quality and the overall experience of writing. Instead of focusing on the amount we're writing, we can put the focus on the amount of time we're writing each day. Set yourself a daily writing time and discipline yourself to write for the whole of it. Number two, production goals. These are word count goals. We set ourselves a word count and write to the end of it, no matter how much time it takes. This is a much higher stakes game. Depending on how steep a goal you're setting yourself, this can really up the ante and the stress level and force you to keep writing past all time limits, past even the point of mental and physical exhaustion. The great thing about NaNo is that it's all about utilizing the best of both of these goals. So number three, time plus productivity goals. When you set yourself a time limit and a projected word goal within that time limit, that's when your ability to produce has the potential to fly off the charts. And that's what NaNo is all about. It provides both the time goal, 30 days, and the productivity goal, 50,000 words. So you can easily use this same system all year long to keep your productivity consistently high. Now, writing is full of big goals. A book is a huge end product to get your mind around all at once. It's downright scary. No wonder we sit down before our computer's blank screen and stare at it like a deer in the headlights. For that matter, the idea of writing approximately 1,700 words every single day for 30 days is a pretty scary thought in its own right. So, stop thinking about it. I used to jump rope every morning until I bone bruised my big toe and also wore a hole in the carpet. My initial goal was 15 minutes of fast skipping, but my wimpiness knew no bounds. 15 minutes of sweating and wheezing was an eternity. My body probably could have handled it right from the start, but my brain was a big fat cream puff. So I played nice and started out with a goal I knew I could handle. One minute the first day. Yeah, don't judge. Then two minutes the next day and three minutes the next day after that. I climbed my way up to the full goal painlessly. Writing goals work in exactly the same way. The first thing you need to do is ask yourself, what level of productivity are you at right now? It's okay to be an honest wimp. One minute a day, 10 words a day, I definitely won't judge, but start there. Then slowly start adding as much as you know you can handle. Add 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes is painless. Do that consistently and before you know it, 
you'll be skipping through massive goals without breaking a sweat. Remember how I said that non-specific, time-oriented goals are often less mentally taxing than tighter goals that focus on specific productivity objectives? There's a reason for that. General goals you aim to complete sometime off in the future with perhaps a vague idea that sometime will be, oh, late next year, are totally misleading. When I use goals like this, I'm inevitably surprised to discover my productivity is nowhere near as good as I think it is. This is because even though I may be working steadily every day, I have no yardstick by which to measure my progress. I might think, yeah, I've been writing almost every day for six months now, I'm doing great. But if I then do the math, told you we were going to talk numbers, I'm usually stunned to realize how little I've actually accomplished in those months and how much longer it's actually going to take me to finish my project. If you're planning to be productive day in and day out, whether it's just during nano or for the rest of forever, you're going to need to get in the habit of breaking down your big general goals into smaller and smaller integers. Again, Nano is a great incentive for this. If you have the large goal of writing 50,000 words in 30 days, then you can painlessly put your latent math skills to work and figure out that you're going to have to write 1,666 words every single day. Boom. Suddenly, you don't just have a goal, you have a daily action plan for achieving that goal. Small goals like this keep you focused on a daily basis. You always know exactly where you are in relation to the big goal. You know how much work you've already accomplished and how much you still have left to do. You're never left to flounder in the blinding bigness of the overall goal. But the rabbit hole goes even deeper. Facing down the mammoth idea of 50,000 words in 30 days can be gaze glazing. Even just the idea of taking it day by day and having to somehow create 1,700 words out of nothing, not just once, but 30 times, can be more than scary enough in its own right to freeze your muse. So, let's say you have two hours a day in which to write, which is what I do. Okay, so that is 850 words an hour. I know I can knock that out relatively painlessly, but even still... The sheer bulk of the words, when faced by the blank page I'm starting with, can be a little intimidating. Fine. Let's forget hourly goals. An hour's way too much time for my roaming and highly distractible brain, squirrel, to get lost in anyway. Let's just make things easy for everybody and focus on writing 15 minutes at a time. That's a measly 212 words. That's approximately three decent-sized paragraphs. Let me say that again. Three pair uh, graphs. Does it get any more manageable than that? Nope. And then all you have to do is put four 15-minute sprints together into one hour, two hours together into one day's writing session, and 30 days worth of writing sessions together into a NaNoWriMo victory. The time plus productivity goal of 212 words per 15 minutes is easy. But bet on it, there will still be days when it's tough to get it done. This is where I bring in the incentives, punishments and rewards. Punishments are admittedly harder. I tell myself no ice cream after supper, but somehow I just never listen. I also just plain don't like the idea. Why turn the joy of writing 
into a guilt trip. Still, one uber effective method you might want to try is Dr. Wicked's Write or Die app, which offers a number of nasty hand slaps when you fail to meet your goals. Everything from blowing your eardrums with loud and obnoxious noises to literally deleting your writing one word at a time. Ouch. On the happier end of the spectrum, we have rewards. My hands down favorite method is jelly beans. If I'm having trouble staying focused on a difficult project, I will bribe myself with a jelly bean after every small goal met. It's a small reward, but if I know I can't reach into the jelly bean bowl until I write another 200 words, guess what? You got it. I write another 200 words. You know what motivates me more than anything else to conquer my current writing goals? The next goal. The sooner you finish this goal, the sooner you can begin the next one. And you do have a next one, right? Start thinking beyond nano right now. What happens December 1st? Other than It's a Wonderful Life reruns, of course. Well, you have 50,000 more words to write. Well, you edit the 50,000 you've already written. Well, there'd be another book writing workshops to attend, an author mailing list to build. I keep a list of all my writing goals, which is basically a glorified to-do list, but seeing that list and knowing how much I still have to do is what keeps me focused on accomplishing my current goals and tuning up my productivity every single day. If you do the same, you're not only going to kill Nano and do your high school algebra teacher proud, You're also going to be one of the most productive writers on the planet. No lie. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.